Welcome to Canada's podcast. Hello and welcome to Calgary's podcast with Mario Tonaguzzi on Canada's podcast network. Joining me today is Ellen Parker, of CEO of Parker PR in Calgary. Thanks for joining us today, Ellen. Thank you so much for having me. Happy to be Okay, great. Let me just start by asking you, Ellen, just uh, if you could describe what uh, Parker PR is and what you guys do. Yeah, great. So we are a full service communication company based in Calgary, like you mentioned. We do everything from event planning and implementation. We do websites, graphic design. We recently launched Parker Media. So we do video and photography as well. So virtual tours of spaces, for example, photography of neighborhoods, um, we do sponsorship engagement and partnership development for a lot of not-for-profit organizations here in Calgary. And essentially, we help businesses come up with really good, meaningful plans to tell their story, elevate their brand, attract their target audiences through well-crafted communication plans. So how did you uh, get started in this area? And uh, maybe give me a little history of how Parker PR came to be. Great. Well, as a young child and through schooling, I was always involved on uh, student council and event planning, and I naturally went into a degree in communication. So I have a four-year degree in communications with a focus in public relations, and I've been working in PR for 20 years now. So I found something I loved very early on. I'm one of those fortunate people, and I worked for a number of organizations like the Calgary Food Bank, I worked for the Alberta government doing PR, WordFest, and then I worked in New York City for a few years for a PR company and for a giant not-for-profit organization. And then I returned to Calgary and worked as a manager in development for the orchestra. And then I uh, started my business. And my career prior to starting my business was intentional because I knew that one day I wanted to open up my own PR company. Okay, cool. So tell me just a little bit about PR in this day and age. Uh, you know, uh, obviously, you know, we've been hit with really challenging times, especially here in Calgary, right, in Alberta. Uh, you know, uh, not only did we have to deal with the pandemic right now, but, you know, dating back to 2014, late 2014, you know, uh, with oil prices collapsing, uh, you know, the economy went into a downward spiral for, for a while and still really hasn't recovered. What, what is it like right now for, for a PR communications agency to, to uh, I, guess, I guess, get clients? Because most, most people tend to drop marketing and communications, uh, you know, um, costs, right, when, when they're hit hard by the economy. So yeah. what, what has it been like for you guys uh, throughout this? Well, you know, with this pandemic of not being able to see people and have events and have people in your stores and in your restaurants, it's actually welcomed a huge opportunity for PR and communication firms like ours. So what we're seeing is we're seeing businesses really onboarding every kind of social media platform. So things like TikTok and Facebook and Instagram, they're setting up e-commerce sites, so website and all sorts of digital marketing components are being really explored right now. So now more than ever, we actually need to find new creative ways to tell our story in order to sell our products to survive as businesses. So it's definitely shifted 
communication companies and PR firms have shifted their service offering. An example is, like I mentioned earlier, we completely launched a new arm of our business. I hired a fantastic um, videographer and photographer who actually shot Ghostbusters and Jumanji. I brought her onto my team full-time, salary benefits, and I have her as my co-director spearheading Parker Media. So I've now hired people that have completely different skills than I have, I didn't go to film school, um, to respond to this new need in the community that we're seeing. One other thing that's been really interesting is the whole notion of diversity and inclusion and these issues that have always been very important and are becoming increasingly more um, prioritized in different business cultures. So our company has been supporting and helping with new messaging and new visual components companies are onboarding to respond to these different trends that we're seeing. You know, we've seen so many things this last year and a bit now, as you know, from just not being able to connect with that, with each other and different issues that have come up in the community. So it's really a new, we're sort of in a new landscape and it's really interesting to be a part of it. So do you think, uh, in, especially in, in challenging times, uh, uh, the key isn't to, um, to turtle, as I call it, right? And, and go into your shell in the corner, hope, hope uh, you know, that uh, the storm passes by you and then you, you emerge from your shell and, and, and get back to business again. But isn't, <laughs> isn't it important to, uh, to, to be out of your shell and, and, uh, and, and navigating and weathering that storm? Absolutely. It's so tremendously important. And it's almost kind of like survival of the fittest right now. Like I'm looking at this as this is a chance to, for people to take out their competitors. Like I hate to say it, but if people want a turtle in the shell, some days I would like to turtle in the shell. I'm not going to lie, yeah. but I've decided to take this on as we're in a storm and we need to rally and we have been working, I'm gonna tell you three times harder to get the kind of client work and accomplish the tasks we were able to do prior to the pandemic. It's been very long hours. It's been very onerous in terms of commitment to staying positive, but that's been our priority and our goal here at Parker PR. And I'm so proud of my team and I just, yeah, I. Exactly. It's such a it's such a mindset at this point, And it's a decision. It's a decision that we have to make. Do we want to be positive? Do we want to go for it? I had a conversation with someone the other day and I said, it's almost like we're in hunger games, but it's a mental hunger games. Yeah. Right. We're not out physically, you know, with weapons battling on the street, yeah. but we are with our minds. We have to be so agile and innovative and creative and in order for a creative and an innovator to come up with great ideas and be accomplished, it requires heart and it requires hustle. And now is a great time to be able to carve out new ideas and really show up for people in your community and businesses. And so I'm looking at it as a positive, but I definitely, yeah. the, the turtle thing, I think I'll turtle when everything <laughs> gets back to normal, I'll turtle for a while. <laughs> What is what uh, when you look forward uh, into the future uh, in the in near future? I guess uh, what's your vision for Parker PR, and, and uh, what do you want uh, to accomplish, or where do you want uh, Parker PR to be in say five years from now? Yeah, I would love to work with 
more international clients. I love the arts. I love fashion. I love philanthropy. That's where my heart is. So um, we're working on doing possibly some art openings in New York City in the fall. Um, I have a creative director who's based there, who we work closely together on idea generation and she supports from behind the scenes here. But I hope to work with more luxury brands. I hope to do some really creative, innovative things and work with more national and international brands. I genuinely love PR and communications and I love my team and growing teams. I'm not sure if we'll become a giant company numbers wise with people, but I would love to continue to do really rich work and, and help people and help the organizations that matter to me that bring so much joy and culture and progress and um, enrichment to cities and communities. Okay. What, um, when you look at uh, you know, your career and, and, and being an entrepreneur as a CEO, what is it that you like about being an entrepreneur? I love the fact that, you know, success is just on my shoulders. You know, my hard work yields results and I can see that. I love that I get to build my own team and I can really determine the kind of people and quality that I want to work in this environment um, every day. I love making decisions around how we're going to help bring businesses out of the darkness and into the light. I love watching the Brenda Stratford Center. You know, I've worked with them. They've been a pro bono client of mine for several years now because my children go to school with some of the kids that live there. It's a shelter for women and children fleeing domestic violence. So I've gotten to know some of the mothers through the school. That inspired me to join Parent Council and then become the chair of Parent Council and take that whole organization on as a pro bono client. And now they are the organization that the media just turned to around any questions as it relates to domestic violence because we've helped establish a recognition of what they do and the good work that they do in the community. And now they're the go-to. So that's the kind of thought leadership I want them to have within our community. So that's what inspires me to be an entrepreneur is to see how my platform that I've created can be so beneficial to the people and the organizations that need it the most to make our community stronger and richer. And also, so my children have a role model. That's also a huge piece of um, why I do what I do. So uh, along your entrepreneurial journey, um, when you look back or throughout those years, uh, is there anybody that's inspired you and, and helped you along in the process or any books uh, that you read that that helped you in this journey? Yeah, absolutely. So people, of course, my parents are incredibly loving and kind and have always believed in me, fundamentally, truly believe in me um, from as long as I can remember. So I think just having that kind of internal foundation established has been instrumental, that they have confidence in me. And I remember as a child, when we would discuss and say an issue that happened on the playground and my parents would always say, well, Ellen, we know that you're going to make the right decision because that's the kind of person you are. You're going to go and be kind to the child that's getting bullied because that's who you are. And it was like, no question. They just trusted that I would make good decisions. And I think that is a big part of it. And that's translated into my business acumen, my ability to work hard. It's just because you kind of know that you can do, you can do it. 
you know, if I didn't know I could do it, I may have turtled, to yeah. be honest. <laughs> um, with regards to books, the majority of books I read are about leadership and managing teams because that has been the biggest learning curve for me. I started this business because I genuinely love doing PR, but as you grow a business, now you're managing people. And so um, Radical Candor is a fantastic book that helps identify different personalities and how to, how to work with them and how to be very direct in your communication style and clarity is king, um, mm -hmm. these sorts of concepts. Um, Brene Brown is great. I listen to podcasts. Um, yeah, there's lots of different, different books. Eckhart Tolle is a fantastic, I don't know if you've read anything mm -hmm. by Eckhart Tolle, the new earth. It's all about living in the present and not letting your thoughts dictate your actions. And, but one thing that's important to me, and I have a poster on the wall in the office is the four agreements. Um, always do your best, be impeccable with your word. Don't take anything personally. Don't make assumptions. So if you can live by those four principles, I think as it relates to interacting with human beings and people and running teams, that's been effective for me. Okay. Well, you mentioned your parents. I'm going to ask you about your parents. And uh, uh, for those people who don't know, uh, Ellen's parents are accomplished musicians. Uh, and I've seen them at the Ship and Anchor uh, many times. Uh, can you talk a little bit about your your parents and and uh uh, what it was like growing up uh, in a musician kind of family. Yeah, absolutely. So my mother, um, when I was about one and a half, my mother and my biological father actually separated and he moved to Toronto and became a chef. I met him for the first time when I was 10 and he passed away when I was 17. But my mother, when I was three, she met Mark, who I very quickly started to call dad. We bonded immediately and then six months later, they were married and we moved from Nova Scotia to Calgary. And he worked for Air Canada and he worked on the ramp. And he also had a band called the Alien Rebels back in the day. <laughs> and so we grew up in Sunnyside in an apartment building until I was 11 when we moved into a house kind of behind the apartment building. And a lot of their musician friends also lived in Sunnyside. And so weekends were spent at house concerts and jam sessions. The Deli Cafe was a music venue on Kensington Road in the 80s. And many, many evenings, we would be at the Deli Cafe, there'd be a jam that my dad would be running. And I remember just being so comfortable and it was kind of a magical experience. I would, they, they would put the jackets under the table at the Deli Cafe and I would go to sleep underneath the table. Um, <laughs> into the evening listening to fantastic musicians um as i got a little older my dad started sneaking me into bars a few different times just to hear different talent so i remember he snuck me into a bar downtown to hear billy Cousel, uh from the codependence if you met if you remember billy yeah. Cousel, and he was an incredible musician and my dad would do things like that he snuck me in i think to the King Eddie to hear Amos Garrett. And then later on, Amos Garrett actually covered one of his songs and it was on Much Music, um, one of the Alien Rebel songs that my dad had written. So it was a very rich, wonderful upbringing. Um, we didn't have a lot of money. We went to the flea market every Sunday. That was our sort of ritual. That's the Hillhurst Sunnyside Community Association flea market. 
and we would have Lebanese food because there was a fantastic woman named Faye who had a Lebanese stand there every Sunday. So that was our Sunday ritual. And we would go camping a lot. That's kind of what we did. We got to do some traveling because my dad worked for Air Canada. So we had the free travel. So my parents would take us on a trip once a year. And it was always around music. We would go to Jamaica. My dad would always bring an extra guitar and give it to someone when we were in Jamaica. So we always, I watched my parents doing so many kind deeds so often um, growing up that that was a big inspiration for um, sort of the purpose behind what I want to do with my business. Yeah. And speaking of purpose and, and, and doing kind deeds, uh, you're involved in a lot of volunteer stuff. Uh, tell me why you think uh, that's important and, and why is it important for any business, say, uh, or, or business person to be involved in the community? Yeah, it's just, you know, it's such a tremendous opportunity for, for everyone involved. For me, because I'm doing this every day in, in my job, it's, it's simple and things that are somewhat easy for me to do that can make such a large impact on someone else. So I, I sit on the board for the Calgary Philharmonic Orchestra Board of Trustees. And then I'm also on the Famous Five Foundation Board. And then, like I mentioned, I'm the chair of the Hillhurst School Board. And then I'm on the Mount Royal University PR um, Advisory Committee. So with respect to these different organizations, you know, with the school, I have a tremendous opportunity to really be hands-on with my kids and make decisions around what programs we onboard, what artists and residency programs, what kind of equipment we're getting to enrich the kids' lives at school. So I feel like as a business, just the contacts and the connections that one makes. I mean, for example, with the board, the Famous Five Foundation, we have board member board members across the country. We have a chapter in Ottawa. It's a national board. Our chair is Francis Wright, who was appointed to the Order of Canada. So now I have this incredible mentor through Francis, and I'm working alongside other women who are just absolutely incredible and such huge inspirations to me. So the benefit I'm getting from being involved is so tremendous, not to mention the work that we get to do as a board. So we help continue to move equality and women's opportunities in the workforce. And um, we've launched a mentorship program. We have a virtual pink tea series once a month where you can log on for only $5 and listen to people like Kim Campbell, our former prime minister of Canada, speak about what it's like to be a prime minister and speak about leadership and you know, women speaking about what it's like to run a business and have children at home. Like these are really challenging questions and queries and, and real life experiences that we work through. So I think that it's tremendously mutually beneficial for any person to have an opportunity to volunteer on a board or at the school or in a homeless shelter, for example. It's, it's very eye-opening. Yeah. So you, you know, you're running a, a business full time. You've got all this other volunteer stuff that you got going on. You got two small kids, uh, right? Uh, where do you find that that work-life balance that everybody talks about these days? I mean, I've done a few smart things. My office is on the same street as my house, so I have like a two-minute commute. Literally, my children go to school in the neighborhood, so I can walk them to school every day and easily go and pick them up. Mm. I invested lots of time and energy into ensuring I have a really strong relationship with my parents. You know, it's not always been like that, as I'm sure it's the same with every parent 
child relationship, right? These are decisions that we have to make, actions we have to be mindful to take. So just creating little lifestyle choices that alleviate travel time has been huge for me. My kids are a part of, they're very much welcome in my office. They come up. I mean, it's COVID now, so things are different, but my family is really involved in my business. I hire them to play shows for clients of mine if it's appropriate. Um, And it's really also about being mindful with your time. You know, our time is our biggest asset. So yeah. Making sure that we surround ourselves with people who we feel inspired to be around and who genuinely are kind and, and it feels like a warm space. I mean, that's, that's also a big piece. If we're investing time in toxic relationships and working with toxic clients that are draining us, not paying us, I mean, things like that are not worth it at the end of the day. So being mindful of our time is really important. And I don't think anybody ever achieves, you know, perfect balance. Some days feel, some days feel like we're running a race that we're never going to finish. Other days you have more time. It's just, it's going back to that frame of mind and mindset and um, just, yeah, it's mind over matter with so many different things. All right. Super. Well, thanks very much, Ellen, for joining us today. Yeah, thank you so much for having me, Mario. Always great talking to you. Great. That was Ellen Parker, CEO of Parker PR in Calgary. This has been Calgary's podcast with Mario Taniguzzi on Canada's Podcast Network. Thanks for joining us today.